Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Pub, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's our 300th episode! Woo! Woo! Yeah, that's right. The 300 of these, at least. Absolutely um, amazing. Indeed, indeed. What else could we celebrate 300 with? Uh, than than the absolutely amazing movie that shares the numerical name. Uh, we're watching three hundred. Yep. We're watching Zack Snyder's <laughs> three hundred um, because because that's that's it. That's mm-hmm. the main reason. There's no anniversary. Nothing significant. It's literally episode three hundred. Let's watch three hundred. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. convenient naming. It is. Yeah. Wait. In two hundred episodes time, when we do five hundred days of summer, it's gonna be gonna be mm. wonderful. And then when you get to the ten thousandth, you've got ten thousand BC. Yeah. I don't know that we'll quite get to twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Mm, maybe. Look, you know, live in hope. Uh, I I think if we were still doing one a week, I would need to live for I think about. 10,000 years, something That's like okay. that. okay. Yeah. Just eat well. Okay. Stay out of the yeah. sun. Yeah, stay out of the sun, eat mm. your salads. We'll yep. see how we go. But yep. for now, 300. Uh, we're watching it and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it holds up. As always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it is Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi, Stephen. Hello. Happy 300th episode, Dr. Ellen. I mean... What am I up to, actually? Because I'm past 50. You're in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you, you, are, you are the most appearing on the I am the, the most show. appearing on this program because um, I'm convenient. Yes. <laughs> yes. By and the... quite often I get thrown on very last minute because it's like, oh, no, we can't get a person in. Can you do this? I'm like, mm, you're sure. Don't, don't reveal the secrets of Dude, how to do this. Do not behind the curtain. <laughs> I'm, married, I'm married to you. Like, of course, of, yeah, course no, I, of course I get to do all the bonus ones. That's fair. But also, you have got some really... Um, really interesting opinions on films i'm i'm really curious to see what you think of 300 i've seen little bits of it i think mm. but i definitely have not watched the whole thing from start to finish what what do you know about it um i know that david wenham's in it i know he loses an eye i think lena hetty's in it as well mm-hmm. um it's like spartans and so it's, it's sword and sandal shit from like the 2000s yeah. so i'm like i'm i'm, I'm yeah excellent i've All seen right. a lot of it in gif form yeah, it, it's on like <laughs> Tumblr and like social media. Sites it, it's and a things. pretty hard film to have avoided seeing anything for it, mm. if not just for the "This is Sparta, kick the guy this down the well." Sparta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like because that was that was huge. That almost felt like it, I, I know it was two thousand and six when this film came out, but mm. that felt like one of the first. I remember big memes from the film. other thing that I remember yeah. actually came along with the internet age. Yeah, because yeah, so 2006 is when I started working as a personal trainer in a gym and I remember there was a lot of discourse about the guys and the training regimes they were mm. doing for this film to get like their ripped six pack mm. abs and like the CG that was done. Did you have a lot of guys turning up wanting to look like the Spartans? No, I was the only female personal trainer at the gym and so I had a lot of women who were like, I want to be toned. I don't want to jiggle, but I don't want to look muscly. And I'm like, those are, that's... It's opposite. I was like, okay, if you want to be toned, that means you will look more muscular. Like, I don't want to look muscular. I just don't want to jiggle. I'm like, here's the thing. Um, muscles jiggle. Mm. So it's not the fat that jiggles necessarily. A lot mm. of the time it's the muscle because unless it's tensed, it will move. Like, it's not possible. I just want to be tense the yeah. whole time. Oh, and the other yeah. thing was that I, I used to get a lot... Yeah, the other the other thing that I used to get a lot of was I I want to lose like numbers on the scale and then they'd start to do weight training. They'd gain muscle mass, which mm. is a lot heavier than fat. Mm. So they would be measuring smaller in terms of like centimeters, mm. but weight wise, sometimes they would go up and they would flip. 
And, you know, you'd have to explain to them. You'd have to be like, hey, muscle mass weighs a lot more than fat does. So you're actually healthy. You've got more muscle mass. But I just want to be this many kilos. And I'm like, yeah, but like you're healthier and you've got more muscle and you've got this. Like, no, no, no. But I just want to be, I'm like, okay, let's go by measurements around it. Because size wise, you're smaller, right? Yeah. So what what you're saying is that 300 had a minimal impact on the gym going (laughs) audience. The ones that I trained, yeah. Mostly because the big dudes who wanted to like get big and swole and all that mm. crap in that time period w- didn't want to be trained by me because I'm tiny and blonde and female. Mm. And they would look at me and go, I don't think you can train me hard enough. And I'd go challenge accepted. And then I would smash them mm. um, and go, still think I can't train you properly. Like I get them doing like supersets mm-hmm. of like arm things. Like I'd get them to do like a reasonable mm. Yeah. Like a reasonable weight on a bench press and then be like, all right, straight into a set of tricep dips, straight into a set of push-ups, no rest time. Let's do those again. And yeah. I'd get them to do three lots of each one. And by the time they'd finished that, they'd be ready to vomit. And I'd be like, still think I can't trade. They're like, my arms are going to fall off. And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, because they'd go, you can't spot me on heavy weights. I'm like, okay, number one, if you can't control the weight to put it back, you shouldn't be lifting it. And number two, I don't need to spot you on a heavy weight because I can train you hard in other ways. And they'd just be like, like I'm really, dying on I'm, the floor. I'm really curious <laughs> if, if your training regime would have made the Spartans even tougher because it sounds awful. I'm just going to say. So, uh, yeah. Look, I came from a dance background. Yeah, so okay. as somebody who's done like ballet where it's like, if it doesn't hurt, you're not doing it right. For me to turn up to a gym environment. And I was 17. I, I didn't turn 18 until the end of the year. Because I had a, I have a late birthday. And so I was 17 in a gym. I was the only female trainer. So I was a hard ass. I was just like, I'm going to kill you all. They were like, holy crap. Well, so it was great. She's a very aggressive, but very small. I, yes. That's, yeah. Well, for those who are playing bingo at home, <laughs> Ellen Non Sequitur already ticked off uh, <laughs> on this 300th episode. Uh, it's related. It, it, it is. It's related. So vaguely related, but it is. It's within the Venn diagram. Thank yeah, you. It is. Thank you. It is. Uh, well, I look forward to, to as we watch this. You know, I don't know the the muscle rating of all the different. Oh, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be judging them for Excellent. sure. Uh, joining us as our guest who has seen the film, it is our very own Spartan. It's Brett Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not these days. Ah, uh, dad bod Spartan. Yeah, that's, that's minimum. That that's can be Spartans too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw your deformed baby off a cliff. Oh, okay, maybe. Not. <laughs> um, how are you, Brett? Good, good. New year, new me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, no, I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. 300. Yes. Um, what In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, mm. what is this movie about? Um, hyper-masculinity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And aggression. That's it. That's, that's yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, that there's, makes sense from the posters. There's themes of, like, national pride and there's themes of brotherhood. But it does come down to a showcase of just hyper-masculinity. Abdominals yeah. and blood. Yeah. And yep. this came out at a time when I was still training pretty hard to do like combat stuff. And mm. I have done one of the listed Spartan workouts. Like it was a full day. Mm. Yep. And I threw up three times. <laughs> By the end, there was nothing but pain. Yeah. I, it does every single thing from your toes to the top of your head. Like the top of my head hurt. Right, because we were doing so many neck lifts and mm. the tire flips and mm. the rope climbs and all of that. And I was probably in the best shape of my life at that point. I didn't look, I didn't look like that because I'm not built like those guys. Because mm. I didn't dehydrate for five days to get yeah. to that. But mm. that, what they went through to get to that level, first of all, gear, mm. 
absolutely oh sterile. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 Abs- yeah, yeah. You don't look like that. No, you absolutely do not. No, no, no. I know some. No. <laughs> I know some people who eat perfectly, work out perfectly, mm. f- do everything perfectly. They look great, mm. but you don't get to look like that yeah. without purposeful use of, you know, steroids first of all, and mm. massive dehydration, massive dehydration, and starvation as well to make yeah to make it and that grainy look and the yep yep mm. yep. Yeah. Okay. So we will see. But I was also living with professional fighters at the time. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. One of them. So this movie was on a bit. Hmm. Um, and like it was good because it would be like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. And then you're halfway through, you're like, oh, God. Why, you with, why were you living with professional fighters? Had you run away and joined a very specific N- circus? Or? No. They they were friends of a friend and they had a, they had a house opening and I knew them from training sort of anyway. Mm. And they were like, do you want to move in? I went, yeah. So I was 17 at the time, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it was good because you're in a culture of, of working out and stuff, but you are in a culture of that hyper-masculinity, like, oh, Mm. which I kind of was. Which is, yeah, which can get a little bit culty as well. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I grew up playing rugby, which is its own brand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, dancing. Hello. Of that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 300 is really interesting because it was... For a lot of guys, it was like, oh, I want to look like that. And you're like, no. Nah. Yeah, no. that, would, that, would, that would be my ex-boyfriend who is an amateur bodybuilder. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, bodybuilding is its own grotesque oh, thing. Oh, I'm well aware. Yep. I've known some yep. bodybuilders and it's just like... It's really messed up. Your whole life is just that thing. And that's what it was for this. In this movie, yeah. they did nothing but train. Yeah. Like David Wenham's on record going, I hated it. <laughs> and I can man. see why. Like one day, if you were doing that four days a week for mm. six months to prep. Mm. Like you look spectacular, mm. but you immediately lose it. Yeah. Because it's like you can't... You, you can't, can't maintain, maintain that, that kind you know, of like thing. like 7,400 calories a day. Well, that's the thing. You'd give yourself a freaking just... heart attack as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, yeah. the strain that you're putting on your body is just incredible. Yeah. Mm. So what I'm saying is I don't exercise because it's just, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be hypermasculine and just like you know, you do that. Be? Yeah, you want to be a, a doughy ally boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to be said for functional strength. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Functional strength, absolutely. Can you lift your children up? Yeah. Pretty pretty useful. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Do you wake up with the bad back? Yeah, because I'm over 35. Mm. So mm. everything hurts all the time. Mm. Um, but yes, 300 was an interesting interesting move to come out, interesting time. And it was one of the Zack Snyder-esque movies that Zack Snyder's ever Zack Snyder'd. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it I'm, set up a lot of his signature Snyderisms. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to to revisiting the the sort of proto Snyder, I guess. Because mm. mm. when I was talking about the fact that we were going to be doing 300, I mentioned where it was like, you know, it was the film that first really buckled down on that. No, no, slow motion is key for action films. And I was like, you know, it influenced things like Watchmen. And then I went, wait, he directed that he as well. That. And then I was like, <laughs> yep, this is just his his thing, I guess. Yeah. But but it did have a massive impact oh, on, yeah. on how films looked particularly hollywood action blockbusters for like mm-hmm. the next 10 years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so and i think it's still going through really oh yeah yeah you still get little little moments of it but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. with all that being said shall we watch 300 yeah let's, let's do it okay for those of you listening at home pop on those dvds load up those streaming services and prepare to kick people into a well as we watch <laughs> 300 
This is the Cinema Catch-Up Club's review of 300! <laughs> and I'm joined once again by uh, our special guests for this 300th episode, Brett Cullen. Hello. And Dr. Ellen Sears. Hello. Uh, Dr. Ellen, that was your first time watching 300. Mm. What did you think of it? Um, I think I've seen, like... Quite substantial chunks of it, but not the whole thing from start to finish. Or if mm. I have seen it start to finish, I've forgotten three quarters of it. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It was very typical of <laughs> you, you sort of sword and sandals. I think I appreciate the aesthetic a lot more mm. now, having seen a lot more comic book films that mm. lean into that aesthetic as well since. Yeah, it, it does feel as though, because I, I don't think I've watched this since I saw it in the cinema when it came out. Mm. Um, so that's more than 15 years ago now yeah um but i there were bits that i'd forgotten not that much though because yeah there there isn't a lot to this film and like the highlights are very memorable yeah it's a lot of it's very memeable it's very quotable there's some very specific visuals from it that have been kind of put into the popular consciousness yeah. not very historically accurate no no, no. but th- but, but i don't of, think that's what they bit. were going for no no frank miller <laughs> is not known for being mm. accurate yeah and, and and zack snyder very specifically said this is an adaptation of the comic yeah we're focused on bringing what the comic was to life not the historical accuracy of what the spartan mythos and legend is and mm. I, I think to that end it's been achieved yeah. if, like if you're looking at it as an adaptation of the comic mm. it's pretty good yeah very faithful mm. even the the way it was shot we were talking about you can pick out the frames of the the actual book itself as well like mm. oh that's a frame that's a frame and the lighting to get the really harsh contrast and mm. yeah there's a lot of artistry involved in mm. in mimicking it's very impressive when did you last watch 300 brett it would have been quite a while ago, but I had seen it quite a few times. Mm. I'd say I'd probably seen it five or six times. Yeah. Um, but even so, there were still bits that I'd forgotten. Mm. Most of the stuff in, in Xerxes' tent. Yeah. The weird hedonistic Bahamut goat head person and mm. all that stuff. I'd completely forgotten all of that. Mm. All the battle stuff I remember though, because I mean, that's, that's the bulk of the film, isn't it? It's, yeah. You're never away from it very long. That's true. I... I did find that this skipped by quite quickly. Mm. I, I was surprised by just how quickly we got through the hundred plus minutes that was the film itself. It's it's about hundred and eight, sorry, yeah, hundred and eight, hundred nine minutes mm. uh, before, with not including credits. And it kind of felt like we'd been there maybe an hour and five. Yeah, like it, it, it really yeah. does skip along quite quickly. Yeah, despite the fact that the battles are in slow motion a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. I- there's not as much slow motion in it as I remember. Same. I, I, I was like, oh, this is... But maybe because at the time when this film came out, there was very little yes. that was like this stylized slow motion. It stood out more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Mm. I think if you took it and retimed everything, you'd lose 20 minutes, half an hour of, of mm. the runtime just by putting mm. everything at more motion. Because mm. now that I think about it, like all the battle stuff was slow. Mm. None of the other stuff was. It was mostly the battle stuff. Yeah. And the battle well, is the majority some, some, of Some of the, the, the sexy scenes, like the, the, the oracle. <laughs> the slow motion sex scene. Yeah, yeah, like the oracle doing her dance. Like that's sped up and slowed down. and to give Shot underwater. Thing. Yeah. That's why it looks so weird. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to think of anything else that outside of the battle that was slow-mo. 
Um, I think people receiving bad news. There was a yep. lot of a lot of slow blinks. That Anytime were... there was a stoic moment. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of thinking about fields of corn or yep. wheat or whatever it it's was. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It can be any crop. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. all the same. It's all golden. <laughs> it's all golden. Add golden hour in front of a green screen. Yeah. Mm. It, it it is quite uh, appropriately. It's quite Spartan as a <laughs> film. There's not a lot to Sparse, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the story is though for those of you who don't know the legend of mm. the three hundred Spartans is um, Sparta's this place that has a lot of warriors that uh, like to go and kick the crap out of people and the Persians are like oh we're gonna come and conquer Greece because we're conquering everywhere else and our da- dad didn't quite manage to do it Darius yeah, didn't quite manage to do it didn't quite manage it um, so yeah Leonidas as the um, the the Spartan king is like nah, nah, not not gonna stand for that so. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I can't take my army because the the council led by Dominic West uh, is like Dominic can't West. can't have the army, and so he's like, well, I'll just take my three hundred bodyguards. Oracle says no. Yeah, because yeah. he's or- like, well, I'm not going to take my army then. I'll just, I'll take, just take my, my bodyguards. bodyguards. Oh. I'm just going for a walk. Shut up. Yeah, and they go for a walk up to the hot gates, and they were hot gates because mm. there's a lot of abs in this. Those ooh. gates were so hot. Ooh, a lot of lot of. I mean, I, I will say, like, we were talking about quite a lot about the physical conditioning. Mm. Um, they, the, the, the physical form of the, the Spartans did look battle-capable. Like, yeah. they, like it, it's not the same as, like, having 300 guys that are, like, roided up like a Stallone or a Schwarzenegger. No, no. Well, that was the thing. The, the workouts are very practical, functional strength workout. Mm. There's mm. a lot of body weight lifting. There's mm. a lot yeah. of compound movement where you're going from Using you know, squatting and pushing all the way yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's not just like a bodybuilder who's just going to work out one muscle group he's to get a very gonna, specific shape or yeah something. he's just going to do 60 billion bicep curls be like oh got yeah. huge guns now and it's like yeah but your legs are like chickens yeah it's like a doing? it's like farmer fitness or something yeah you know what like, I mean? like, like, like yeah, putting down 10ks of fence posts and yeah, yeah. kind of need to cut, be capable i mean gerard butler who we obviously spend most of the time with on screen like looked like just a really fit dude yeah. Um, yeah and same with like a, a little michael fassbender yeah uh, in one of his early F. roles Aspender. yeah he completely yeah. forgot he was in that yeah and he, he again he was quite quite a, a thin i suppose compared to a lot of the other mm. spartans but still looked like solid solid like you know it, yeah. I, I didn't believe like there was nobody i looked at and went i don't believe you you couldn't be a spartan no, there's no there, one it's no one it's like a runner's face. physique yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very, and they're all the same shape as well yep. because they all did the same training. Yep. Mm. So they've all kind of defaulted towards that very specific shape. And then the armor as well just enhances that yeah. as well. Yeah. And it was interesting because so. you also had the the non-Spartan Greeks that fought with them mm. who were all, you know, physically fit, well-built dudes, but, but not sculpted. Different builds They as well. don't, they, yeah, yeah, different different builds. Everyday they, fitness. Yeah. yeah. Not dedicated yeah. soldier fitness. And they didn't have that uniform look because they weren't a uniform army. Like, right. you know, it, it's established. You know, I'm a cobbler, I'm a potter, I'm a blacksmith. Like, you know, they've all got I'm other a jobs. Yeah. yeah. Spartans, what are you? Who, who, who? Yeah, they're all improvisers, apparently. Yeah. Santa. Santa. Yes, hand. Yeah. Yeah. Santa. Oh, there's something in a Spartan Santa Claus thing. Probably. We well, need to go, they do we, wear red. We need to go watch Meet the Spartans, the spoof do we? film. Do we really need to? Well, now that it's fresh, we can pick out how bad the jokes are executed. Mm. Mm. Yeah, almost as badly executed as one of Xerxes' um, generals. For... Ba, 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 with old blade arms. Yeah, and, and that's something I kind of wanted to touch on. Because the story is, yeah, uh, Spartans go and fight. They lose, but they lose gloriously in a way that leads to them eventually winning down the line. 
Uh, yeah, it's all about standing up. And everybody up remembers. That. Yeah, it's mm. about memory. They it's, did it, a crazy thing. It's about standing up to tyranny, you know, <laughs> with a king. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> kind mm. of an odd message, but, uh, but, but regardless, you know, they, they've got the wrong kind of tyranny. You've got yeah. to stand up to that. Mysticism. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is <laughs> so, so much of Xerxes and Xerxes' forces, which they state time and again are Persian or are Asian, like, chattel armies basically yeah. people that have been subjugated by the persians and you see various factions barbarians yeah. and yeah. yeah and the immortals but like they're very dehumanized yes to the oh, point massively. to the point where like there are people who are basically orcs from the lord of the rings mm-hmm. like the guy with the, the executioner with the two blade arms mm-hmm. and, and i get that it's and the cave troll yeah and i get that it's tied into obviously imagery from the original comic book yeah. and also that it's tied into the xerxes is a monster is a god basically mm. yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah, or he yeah. believes he's a god he's trying to convince everyone he's a god and you know the greeks view them as having some sort of magic or dark arts mm. uh, you know they have gunpowder yeah yeah mm. but in terms of watching it particularly today mm. when you're watching a film which doesn't have any greek or persian actors no. and they're depicting yeah. these people the, and the, the lead is scottish yeah and, and you <laughs> know the, the part though. The, the greeks are depicted positively mm. but the mm. persians and the other asian soldiers are depicted essentially as subhuman yeah and yeah. it's and even the women in like the, all of the um courtesans and concubines and whatever else in the persians tend as well mm. it's like oh you vaguely look like a woman of color mm. You, like we'll put some all, nipple, nipple tassels on. Some yeah, chains, like off you like go. they're all very clearly from like lots of different areas of the world. Mm, yeah, but it, but it, I'm just like. But the thing is, okay, and I, and I get that they're the baddies, and I get that you know like Xerxes oh, you know. is a bad dude. Like yeah, like he's 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 a he's a slave master. Basically. The conceit is it's all from it's the retelling yeah. from the Spartan. He's point also of view, very right? queer coded. He is very queer coded as well. Well, which, it's, especially you know, it's compared to the hyper masculine. Great. Before we jump onto the queer coding, I just yeah. think it's important to finish that point where yeah. it's like, if you're a first time viewer watching this film, it might actually be quite shocking just how dehumanized, monstrous, and monstrous the Persians yeah. and the Asian people are made out to be. Yeah, Xerxes' army is full of monsters. Yeah, and it's it's a little especially bit... the immortals. Like they knock the face masks off, and it's like, oh, that's not a person. Yeah, mm. that's a monster. Yeah. yeah, it's an orc. And a, what the, and what a little the... bit of it does make me go, Ooh, like yeah. From, yeah. A, from a representation point of view, which is yeah. like, it's two thousand and six, man. Yeah, it's mm. an issue. Uh, Xerxes. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Fabulous villain. Fabulous. Fabulous, it, fabulous, not just uh, because we're about to talk about how the he was queer coded, yeah. but, but just, just like but tips, a really tips good on point, so sharp. Yeah. But also like just a pretty great villain for this, yeah. you know, like, like really looked the part. Yeah. Mm. Um, had the digitally altered deep yeah, voice, which yeah. was great, and you know behaved not that dumbly for a villain. If you get like like no, he, he is just Hubris. sending wave after wave of yeah. soldiers after them. There are smarter ways to wage that campaign. Mm. Uh, and it is the hubris. But Send it's... in more than one rhino. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Surely they've got more than one. They had three elephants. Had three elephants. They must have had at least more than one They might have started with We ran out of space after yeah. we had the elephants. Yeah. They were on the ships that sunk. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. That's why Because rhinos are heavy. Very that's, heavy. That's, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Xerxes is pretty, pretty clearly queer-coded. Mm. Um, and it's an interesting choice. Yeah. Again, like the bit where he comes up behind Leonardo's and like puts his hands on his mm, shoulders yeah. and it's quite like. It's a I very think, queer 
other yeah absolutely mm. yeah. and i think that also ties into you know when they're later in the tent with all the courtesans and he's telling um due to he's like well, you know you can have whatever you want you can have women mm. you can have blah, 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 all these kind of things mm. flesh yeah it's that whole you know oh we're the bad guys and we're all into like like the the sexy times is all seen as being like immoral and bad and wrong whereas the sex scenes previously with leonidas and his wife are framed as yeah, like, just, oh, this is like romantic and just, lovely. Mm, Good, committed. honest, heterosexual sex. And not, they're married. Not, not women like kissing in the background. Oh my God. Yeah. Which would have been quite like, oh, in 2006. Yeah. And like, disfigured women as well. There was like, you yeah. know, like the strange face. And there was like the amputee one, if you remember that. Yeah, shot. yeah, I remember that's that That's directly shot. from the comics. And that's just Frank Miller being a freak. And know. I mean... That would also make sense because it's like, well, you can't get any, you can't go anywhere. Nope. So nah. set up the harem and yeah, exactly. Well, you go. It's like you're, you're you're stuck, like you can't run away. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. defend yourself. But for just, for yeah. a film that is all about that hyper masculinity, it neatly skips over the fact that homosexual pairing of soldiers was, was a, a practice. Thing. Yeah, mm. and they're like, oh, Athens, though. The boy lovers of Athens. The boy lovers of like, Athens, and it's like, mm, yep, Yeah, well. the whole thing of if you fight with your lover beside you, you'll fight even harder. Yeah, And we kind mm. of got that with the father and son dedication. And also but the, they skipped but that's over the rest ex- of it. Yeah, yeah. but Brotherhood I think for a modern complete. audience... Yeah. The closest we got to it yeah. was Fassbender and the guy who got beheaded. They had that, their sort of Legolas Gimli rivalry. Where it was like, bants, but, but secretly I love you. Like, that, that's kind of how it read. Yeah, and it just... It's so interesting because it would... If it was accurate, how much would the, you know, hyper-masculine boy crowd really still buy into it no would that go like oh no i don't want to i think oh, if it, no yeah i think no, if they had done queer it panic it, stuff yeah no absolutely and especially in 2006 yeah. like thinking about the culture then compared mm. to the culture now I, look even with the culture now, even with the culture if, yeah. now if you had two spartans that were openly like in love with each other mm. and that being depicted like physically or emotionally mm. it would People even if it was in a, textual, in a yeah. in even a, if it was subtextual, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they would lose their shit. People would still be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, and it'd be yeah. like, oh, whoa, 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 maybe read a history book, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa, 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 they're still really tough in that with the spear. Like, yeah, really different yeah. kind of spear. Though. And it is interesting because it is a very, it, it is a very heteronormative approach to the the sort of hyper masculine mm. uh, d- depiction of the characters in this film. I, I don't necessarily... I mean, they're wearing leather undies. Yeah. yeah. For the whole thing. I mean, yeah. honestly, how many gay guys probably went and saw this just for like, mm, hot men Ooh. wearing Ooh. leather undies? Like, like honestly? They've, they've put in some naked women in there. There's, mm. there's, to, there's to, naked, to make the heteros Naked women happy. nipples. Yep. Mm. So you, you, you're ticking the cis box, so yeah. that's fine. Uh, and then we're going to parade around men. Oiled, yeah. dirty, undie-wearing men. I will yeah. say, though, that the... Something for everybody. The, bisexu- for everybody. the bisexuals and pansexuals are like, yes. Smallest more. <laughs> Meanwhile, the yes. asexuals are just tapping their foot like, another film. With yeah. <laughs> when do we get to the history? Yeah, yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Mm. Oh. Um, what I will say, though, is that I think that the, the depictions of sex are actually used quite well in this film. Because yeah. we see um, mm. Leonidas and Queen Gorgo because that's her name. I don't yeah. know if it's ever said. No, if yeah. it is said, then, you yeah. Know. She's Gorgo. Um, great name. Yeah. Um, but they, they have that sex scene, which is 
it feels like a more contemporary video game sex cutscene. Like it's I'm very kinetic. I've been Does pl- a little bit. I've been playing a lot of The Witcher Three lately, and it was <laughs> yeah. almost shot for shot how sex scenes in that game yeah. are depicted. Mm. It was very aggressive. Yeah, which but, is fine. But like, also well, like, but like cutting loving, to different <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, yeah. But intimate, cu- intimate aggression. But cutting to different positions cutting to like it, yeah it, it was very much like yeah, they really went they're, for they're in this position yeah, now absolutely. they're in this position yeah. so you got a sense of like oh it must have taken ages or something like yeah. that but it but it was it, even though it was quite aggressive it was also like he's a warrior king she's the queen to a warrior king like he's it gonna makes, have stamina it That's makes fine. it makes sense <laughs> that the sex is depicted like that yeah her sex scene with Dominic West it's not even sex scene it's not it's, it's not shot like a sex scene at all it's no. shot like a violent I mean, attack. it's a rape. Because that's what he it is. Gives yeah. it up. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Forces are into it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, it was, and it was good that they understood the difference and showed that on screen. Yeah, yeah. and showed that very clearly. Yeah, and in the There same... was nothing titillating about it. No. No, it wasn't. No. It was and very we... uncomfortable. And you don't even, yeah. like, really get to see... Like, she takes the top half of her dress down. But you, you see nothing. nothing there. You don't yeah. see anything. There's no yeah. titillation to it. And it's... Yeah. Yeah, and that was... That was good, particularly because this film had already shown that it can do titillation with the temptation mm. uh, in Xerxes' tent. Mm. Like that was just a hundred percent titillation. The Oracle Girl, yeah, you know, yeah, that was pure spectacle. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought nipples that, aboard. I thought the way that mm. they shot all of those different scenes just just worked really well. Mm. And I was, it actually I was su- made sense narratively. It wasn't yeah. like oh, we just got titties here for no good reason. Yeah. And I feel like it was kind of an equal equal opportunity titty movie. Yeah. Really. I'd, I'd like to know where that decision came from. Mm. Because Zack Snyder is not necessarily famous for nuance. You know, no. like, to, to be fair, mm. um, what's her name? Day of the Dead? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, was it Day? Dawn of the Dead. God. Mm. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Was amazing. Mm. And that was those were big characters, but they had enough to them that was great. Yeah. And that was one of his first big ones mm. and then this and then mm. Watchmen would have been yeah Watchmen one. which yeah. took a lot of cues from this mm. well yeah which is much more complex yeah well Watchmen's a kind of more complex story and it's mm. multi-generational and it's you know time jumps and all that kind of mm. stuff as well yeah. so I haven't watched it for a very long time still titillating yeah because it was that period of comics as well yeah but um, yeah it's interesting because I'm not sure I mean he's not dumb by any means, no. Zack Snyder is a creative. No, he's clearly. But I'm wondering, got a brain in his head. I'm wondering what that scene looked like, and then what it became. How different those two things were. Mm. If mm. there was the titillation part of it, because it wasn't in the comic, it was fairly like. Ugh, this I'm, is I'm not... guessing if it wasn't in the comic, then that you probably stuck. Yeah, to that stay with what for, it was. for that it reason makes sense. because yeah. because it is pretty adherent to the comic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's surprisingly. Mm. Clear. There's a lot of like shots that you're like, well, that could be dropped, but it's actually just a panel from the mm. yeah. from the thing. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of these kind of fantasy epic type things as well, like and not just for film, because obviously we have a lot more TV now that's like that. There's a lot more times in the past like ten ish years where it's been like, oh well, that's rape, but that's been shot in a way that's like, ooh, sex. And it's like, oh, mm. no, this was like very. And I appreciated that. I appreciated yeah. that it was like the rape. It's, it's a violation. It's yeah. a violation and it's awful. And it's like, yep, yeah, no, that's framed. Yep. Yeah, and okay. then she uses those lines. 
after she stabs them in the council. I mean, that was good, good. good, good narrative bookends there. I was like, mm. yes. Reclaiming the power. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It turns out Dominic West's character, uh, Th- Thayron, I think it was, mm. uh, a bit of a wrongan, turns out. Who, who could have told? Who could have, who could have thought who could have they got that Dom West out? in to pay a bit of a prick? Yeah. Total prick. Uh, but he was taking um, taking the Persian, z- money. Persian gold. <gasps> and carrying Ooh. it around with him, which is really dumb. Yeah. But here's the thing. If Super you, dumb. If, if, if you're going to have that kind of thing, you can't just leave it in your chambers because like everybody's stuff is all open anyway. But also, where's he going to use it? Well, yeah. What's he going to buy with it? He'd probably, he, he, I mean, he's counting on Xerxes winning. Yeah. So. But yeah. still, you take it, you bury it. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 you don't carry um, the incriminating yeah, evidence it's, on it, you. It's Zert coin. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not valid tender yet. No, uh, no. <laughs> it's going to explode. But it's going to explode. Now, boys. Yeah. It's going to take off, guys. Yeah, get yeah, get yeah, your Zert yeah, yeah. coins in. Get Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you can, you can buy dominoes with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be great. Other than that, not a lot to it. Obviously, the Spartans well, almost all die. I think we need which... to make special note of the choreography because it was incredible. It it's was very, very good. The fight, the fighting choreography is is amazing. Mm. It's very good. The fluidity between movement. You've got like a foreground fight. You've got a midground fight. You've got a background fight. All of them are kind of choreographed at the same level of care. There's so much to mm. it. And then you have the digital blood effects, mm. which are yeah, like, and the stabbings uh, and the legs getting chopped mm. off. It yeah, is very the, video the, game. The yeah. puff of blood, and then it just fades into nothingness. Does it reflect the style from the comic, though? Absolutely. Like, that, like, Absolutely. That, that, that would be the thing I would say where they've gone for the in trying to adhere to the style of the comic. Yeah, and there's not much actual blood, like the mm. the the injuries that the various people get like there's a lot of spears going into people or coming out but there's not like a there's a lot of blood splatter. Japanese you know geyser of blood going mm. yeah there's just there's, a little, <laughs> there's little, lots of little sprays there's a few lost eyes or but there's cuts yeah eye. but there's no like major arterial spurts where no. it's like a fountain which mm. you sometimes get no. in this kind of thing where and it's like was, oh that's a bit intense there were some beheadings but there was no like arterial very, spray there was no very clean beheadings yeah, just yeah. Whoom, again like through. a like a PGM video game, right? Yeah. And like maybe you go into settings and put yeah. gore down to low. Yeah. And it'll it'll spurt out a blood spurt, but then it disappears very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And, and because, there's no blood on the ground. And because it's so stylized, even though it's quite graphic, it like it does feel like a video game. It doesn't feel like real. Mm. You're like, oh, this is this is like yeah. not real. This is not hyper realistic. Hyper masculine, hyper real. Like, yeah. That's kind of yeah. yeah. Hyper masculine, hyper real. That's exactly it. Mm. So even though it's very very gory, I mean, not that I'm like ooh, ooh, gore. Like mm. my mum's a nurse. Like yeah. our dinner table conversations are worse than some of those things. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that was like quite watchable. Mm. Maybe I've just been completely desensitized by like. Yeah. But then you said in the middle, <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. There what they showed at the battle line of the first clash of the battle mm. line where it's just a press of bodies noise no one can really do anything that was also very it was really really impressive yeah it was it was an odd moment and of realistic. like realism yeah yeah um, in an otherwise it, very like you would OGT have to film. do it that way yeah and it was it was well done it was it was good to see and mm. then i think maybe Lots that of was different tactics from them as well so you've got mm. that yeah. you've got like you know when they do their little turtle dome at the yeah. end didn't do much though didn't do much it's not for show. Sure. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I think what those more realistic depictions towards the beginning of the fight sequence did was lay the groundwork for the fantasy of, yeah. like, um, the, the guard captain killing 12 dudes after his son gets killed. And, yeah. like, like, the way that sequence is shot. And, like, 
the, the, their death sequences as mm. well, which are great very, deaths. Great deaths, really well done. Um, but they're very, all the named characters get great deaths. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very um, stylized and to an extent unrealistic, but it doesn't matter because this is the legend. And also, mm. um, Dilios, who um, D- David Wenham plays, wasn't there, yeah. so he's imagining he that annoy. bit in his yeah. retelling. Unreliable narrator. Yeah. I Thanks, dude. I think he is a bit of an unreliable narrator. Though. I mean, yeah. Because it's a battle speech. Yeah. It's it, an insp- he said, go tell all the three speech. Greeks, yeah. this is what happened. This is what we're fighting against. We're fighting against these monsters, these he, aberrations. He, which explains, again, why it. it's so stylized yeah. and hyper-realistic. He, he is a it's... literal one-eyed Spartan fan. Like, he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just there like, oh, he's the, the, Spart- the 300 are all great. I was one of them. Don't forget that. Yeah. The 300 are amazing. <laughs> yeah. We managed to hold, so you can too. Come on aboard. It's a good battle speech. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, a long yeah. battle speech. Mm. Yeah, two hours. Two hours of battle speech. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of time before you prep. You get to and then you got a Chinese whisper to the back of the like ten thousand people. Yeah, when you. they did the the, the the last speech where he turns, puts his helmet on, and they go, Whoa! and, it zooms and out. everything is synced. Yeah, mm. like the the crowd ten thousand deep is all synced. I'm like, nah, nah. It'd be like a stadium where it's like, Whoa! and yeah. then there's a Mexican like a Mexican wave. That meant that the people at the back had to start going hoo, 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 like 12, 15 seconds before the yeah. front did to make sure. It I, was a hype man at the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what's your boy, MC300? Yeah. We're mm. going to go get him. Yeah. But like, but, I was looking at that animation as well and being like, I mean, like clearly that's CGI. And I was just thinking like, thank you, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But like your crowd CG yeah. tech and like yeah. you were thinking about so much. Stuff. I was going to Life of Brian, where it's just they'd be, <laughs> they'd be at the back going, "What did he say?" Yeah, he said, "Blessed I mean, are the cheesemakers." Like it's, it. Yeah. I'm always thinking of that. Like Life that of Brian kind of has stuff, kind of yeah. ruined big crowd scenes. I mean, it completely makes sense. Yeah, you do these big grand speeches to the front ten people. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it, a fun watch. Like a, I said, I'm gonna I'll go watch the sequel, The Three Hundred Rise of Empire. Mm. I suspect it's not. As good, or Probably. in fact good. Yeah. But, you know. Most, most. But I don't think are. this was particularly good. No. It's, it's not bad. But I, I, I wouldn't say that it's like a good or great uh, sword and sandals film. There's a there's worse ways. Have you guys seen the Spartacus TV series from Stars? No. no. It takes a lot of cues from this. Yeah. Boobs, pecs, dicks, mm. uh, blood, Equal sandals. Dicks, it's a yes. lot of fun. It's this, but over a bunch of TV series. This, bunch but of like HBO. Ah, <laughs> uh, no stars. Well, not, yeah, well, I mean, that so, yeah, kind the of. step down. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But salacious and titillating. There's slow motion shots. There's okay. lots of fighting. There's, there's CG blood. So, like, if you like 300, they directly took that into Spartacus. Mm. Makes um, sense. Again, starring an Australian. Yeah. I'm Spartacus and so is my wife. Yeah. It's a fun show mm. because it is like, oh, underdogs, underdogs. The other thing I wanted to mention is that for all the noble, bright stuff of the Spartans, they were a slave state. Yeah. Yeah. The reason they had all these warriors is because they, they were outnumbered by their slaves. So they needed to maintain a good standing army to mm. stop a slave uprising. Mm. And they couldn't go off and conquer other places because then they would leave the, the slaves, slaves to take over. To take over, mm. yeah. So it's, yeah, there's a few fairly glaring historical omissions. But we've got to make them look like the good guys, which means they can't guys. have slaves because in modern day America, we know that slavery's bad, slaves right? Bad. Yeah. Bad. The prison system? No, that's not slavery. Yeah. But yeah, so there's there's those things. I'm like, uh, 
It really does. It mm. really is a comic book story. There's yeah. not yeah. a lot of nuance to it. It's good guys. There's bad guys. The bad guys are literal monsters. The yeah. good guys are noble and stoic and mm. kind and generous and treat their wives well and, mm. you know. And as soon as you flip those things, you get the bad people like Don the West character. Yeah. So it's like... And, and the physically disabled. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and, and that's just it. We, we haven't really touched on um, Fialtes, mm. who is very much, because this film was released in the afterglow of Lord of the Rings, he does feel like he's fulfilling the Gollum Smeagol yeah. role. The way that he's And a little created... bit the pig face um, orc yeah, from the, the, well, Return the, of the King. The look of him is, is obviously a CG generation based on the actor who mm. we looked up a picture of him and he does have a, a not classic Hollywood face. We'd He's got wide set eyes. Yeah, yeah. And so, so the, one of the one of his eyes in the film, the character is mm. CG. Yeah, because it's giant. And yeah, it's big. Loopy. Yeah. But the rest is a prosthetic suit that he was wearing. Yeah. God, mm. that must have been a pain in the ass. But that, that, that mixture, pain in the back. Yeah. yeah but, well, yeah. But, that, but that mixture of the prosthesis and the digital art that they did over the top mm. um, holds up pretty good. It, it does hold up pretty good, just yep. purely on a how does it function, not on a, a ableism yeah. spectrum. Because... You don't. You don't see him. You, what I noticed was that a lot of the movement that you see him do is in first of all in silhouette, so he's mm. you know following the army, and then you don't see him do much movement because mm. I think that's where you'd see it fall apart. Yeah. Like the hump is it over his head, so you've got that bust silhouette. That works really well and everything yeah. else is a bit mm. part of me when watching this is going obviously this is the main character in the film that appears with any form of like physical disability mm. and he is not allowed to fight with the spartan army because mm. of that because he can't raise the shield for a very yeah and, a very and, specific reason yeah and whilst it, it's an interesting one because i i completely understand leonidas saying no you can't fight with us mm. Particularly because from the very start of the film, they're like, this is a society which leaves weak children to die. Quote, unquote, weak children. So so anybody with a physical abnormality, as it would be saying. Dunsky. Yeah, and like the only reason that um, Ephelites is able to live is because his parents run away from Sparta because mm, I know what was going to because they know what's going to happen. So in in some respects it's a brilliant revenge story of how somebody who was rejected by the system betrayed the Spartans mm. like and then at the end has a moment of like oh, yeah but at the same time he's may you live forever. Yeah, Ephialtes is, is at no point depicted as being like a good character. No. No, I think yeah. There, he has a moment where he's obviously being told by his parents his whole life you're a Spartan you can do it. Yeah. And then he meets the king, the ultimate Spartans. He goes, I'm sorry, you're not. You can't do it. And he throws his shield away. Mm. You were wrong, mother, father. And that's the turn. It's Mm. like, we we said that. Surely you could find him something better to do. Well, I mean... Can't he go with the rear guard, with the Arcadians, to go help them out there? Leonidas offers him a role in the army, but not fighting. No. Whereas what... um, The janitor. Yeah, what, what Ephialtes wants is to prove himself to be a true Spartan, and that means fighting. Um, the Spartan army is very much unit fighting, although they do a lot of individual fighting. Mm. Uh, but, but, you know, nominally, they're meant to be this unit. Mm. Um, I thought Leonidas was quite, I'm going to say, I guess, reasonable, or like uh, even seemed maybe kind to be like, because he's from a society where they kill... Immediately rejected. Uh, kill any physical abnormality in babies. Yeah. So the fact that the king's like, oh, but you can still help out, seems mm. like quite a progressive thing for that king to do. Yeah. But that's because he's a good guy, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's even better than the other Spartans. Yeah. That's why he's the king. And it, I, I do think it is... Th- there is definitely a reading of this film where you could go, this film is 
is homophobic and ableist. Mm. And it partners up the baddie who is queer coded with the betrayer who has is physical deformities. Yeah, yeah physical, physical deformities, disabilities, yeah. yeah. Um, and that they're the, like they're the tag team of bad guys. That, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, and I can absolutely see that reading and see that as being quite problematic. The, the fact is, is um, Ephialtes is part of the original 300 story going back mm. those thousands of yeah. years. Um, but the, the role has changed for multiple times yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of how good or evil that character is depicted as. I think this film is a little bit clumsy in a lot of those respects, mm. but I don't necessarily believe that the film is mean-spirited. I don't think this film is setting out to go, these groups we we don't like them and we're gonna no. we show them like i think that. it's more like this is this is a this is a shortcut way of showing very easily and very quickly that good bad dichotomy and yeah. like specific things they didn't so, have like, the artist, clumsy they didn't like have the said. artistry to do the golem two-sided conversation like in two towers like they didn't have the artistry to do that yeah because so they, they had to just it was all external 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 we didn't get his perspective really mm. at any point no no, yeah. exactly. Which and would like, have led to maybe a bit more of a nuanced. And you could why he was so thing. tempted ab- yeah. about you know being touched and things like that. Like you could see it. You could. You could, you could spin, spin it out, but it's glossed over as like he just wants boobies. You could have had Ephialtes prove himself to be a true Spartan by rejecting Xerxes' offer. Yep. And getting killed in the tent. Yep. That would then that could have been him that that marked dying Xerxes. on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been his version of that. But then no one finds out about the old goat pass and, and we're stuck in a stalemate for a long yeah. time. So, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting part of the, the story and looking at how it was depicted at that time um, mm. was, yeah, it's it's interesting. And I'm part of me thinks I'd be curious to see what a 2020s version of 300 would be like, but mm. also I, re- I wouldn't go see it. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be that no. interested in seeing no. it. No, it would well, be very interesting. It would either be same, same, but with a different flavour of sauce, yeah. or you would have to do it like completely differently in some capacity. You'd have to do something really new and fresh and exciting with it. Well, like, you know have what you mean? guys seen Rome? No, HBO's no I've, I've seen little bits and pieces of it. That does a pretty good job of like, I don't like anyone here. Yeah. <laughs> like Rome, is, Rome is supposed to be, you know, the, the enlightened democratic and it's like, well, yes, except the women don't have names. They can't vote. Yeah. You're only a citizen if you're rich and own land. Going out conquering civilizations just because they can. And that was kind of the whole point of Rome, really. Yeah. And it's like there's nuance, but it's also over a series. So you get a little bit more. You get a little bit more time with them, which helps as well. I mean, it starts at the end of the Gallic campaign. So it's, you know, Caesar's done. It's. Yeah. As Mithridates or whoever it was. An interesting time. Would you guys like some trivia about 300? Yeah, let's roll. Absolutely would. Okay, for those of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to stop making that joke until it lands. It's a good joke. I just pause for laughter and good. Oh, someone's (laughs) shouting outside. (laughs) Yeah, they're shouting, shut up, Brett. It's a bad joke. It's not funny. (laughs) Um, All of this trivia is sourced from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. When the Persians demand that the Spartans surrender their weapons, uh, the reply come and get them, uh, is, is given. Uh, according to the ancient historian Herodotus, Leonidas actually said this. Now, Herodotus is obviously writing many years after the fact, but it became such a ubiquitous phrase with this story that it was also adopted as the motto of the Greek army's first corps. It's a pretty good motto. Yeah. Come and get him. Yeah. If you want him, come and claim him. Mm. Mm. Same vibe. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, Leonidas had an older half-brother, Cleomenes, and an older fuller brother, Darius. Because Leonidas was third in line to the throne, he was sent to Agog, uh, the traditional school of warrior training for Spartan youth. Uh, But when Cleomenes ascended to the throne, uh, Diorius left Greece in a jealous rage. Uh, Later, following the Persian attack at Marathon, Cleomenes, suspected of insanity, fled into exile, leaving Leonidas as the remaining heir. Leonidas was thus one of the few Spartan kings to have ever undergone the notoriously harsh training of Spartan youth. There you go. Makes a big difference. Mm. It's more of a historical fact, trivia, than a film trivia. Yeah, interesting though. Wasn't wasn't Cleomenes one of the dudes in The Winter's Tale? Was Dion and Cleomenes the servants? Yeah. Didn't you play him? Uh, Did you play Cleomenes or Dion? I played Dion. Right. And I have no idea what they're talking about. The Winter's Tale, mm. which is one of the weirdest Shakespeare Which is plays. also the Shakespeare oh. play where there is Leontes. Leontes, which, When I was correct. making my notes, oh, okay. I, I kept writing Leontes King. instead Jealous of Leontes. King. It's also where Hermione Granger gets her name from because the queen in that is Hermione. Oh. It's based on it's based on Pygmalion, so okay. the, the, right. the search coming to life kind of thing. Um, but the first half that's about a male pig, yeah, yeah, yes, okay. cool. it becomes a poster. Um, cool, 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 cool. The, the, yeah, fir- yeah. the first half of the play is a tragedy. It's mm. ba- the, ba- the first half is basically Othello, yeah, but without the racial stuff. And the second half is a pastoral comedy. Oh wow! And there's there's literally an interstitial halfway through. It's like okay, so 16 years have passed. The first half was really sad. Now we get to the fun shit. Like that's literally how the play means, goes. But what it does mean is that Shakespeare probably had some well mm. we know he definitely learned about greek legends because you know he wrote stories yeah. set in greece you know like yeah. pericles and things like mm. that um but clearly he would have encountered well the oracle, these names. Story, yeah. the, the, oracle the oracle is in this they go to the oracle mm. at delphi and they're like hey like mm. what's the go and it's like the queen is innocent and the king's like no she isn't and then all hell breaks loose because i just really idiot. want to hear gerard butler shouting i have drunk and seen the spider he'd be a great leontes has he done shakespeare must have done. Oh, yeah, he must have done. In honestly. his harsh brogue. I bet he's done Macbeth. He would be, yeah. yeah. He'd he be, would be a great good Macbeth. Yeah. Um, the script demanded that most of the male cast spend the majority of their screen time bare-chested, as per the original graphic novel, mm-hmm. to adequately present themselves as the most well-trained and martial fighting force of the time, the principal cast underwent a rigorous eight-week training program organised by Mark Twight, a world record-holding professional mountain climber. Actors never repeated the same exercise twice, preventing the body from adapting to any one type of exertion. Gerard Butler has said that the training was the most difficult thing he has ever had to do in his life. And he was in Olympus's Fallen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he was in that uh, Gods of Egypt. Mm. Another, We should definitely watch that one. We should. When it was over, Twice admitted that he pushed the actors uh, as hard as he ever pushed anyone else, including himself. I believe that. Mm. I've seen the behind the scenes stuff and it's just brutal. Mm. Uh, Tim Connolly, who played Leonidas's father at the start of the film, was also Gerard Butler's stunt double. Yeah, there was a good resemblance. Mm. I, I thought that at the very beginning. Like, oh, yeah. Good, good use cast. of a stunt double for the yeah. father at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice nice, nice stuff. Good, good for Tim to get a bit more screen time. Good on well. you, Zack Snyder. Well mm. done. Mm. Uh, Warner Brothers originally pushed Zack Snyder to direct this film with a PG-13 rating. Okay. Mm. Snyder refused, and the studio eventually agreed to make it an R-rated movie. I... That's interesting. Mm. That's a 2006 R-rated film. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it's the R-rating now is a lot more mm. severe. That would be why I didn't see it in the cinemas, probably. Mm. Yeah, we baby. But but I did, and I wasn't 
old enough. Did I sneak into a movie? Did I? Well, was it R-rated in Australia? Oh, that's a good point. Maybe not. I mean, this is not a film that I would have been like chomping at the bit to go and see. I, I saw it at cinemas. But if it was... So I was 17. I turned 18 at the end of 2006. How old am I now? Hang on, I've got to do the math. What year were you born? Were you 88? 85. 85. Oh, you're my brother's age then. You'd have been 21, 22 when this film Yeah, so you were like well and truly like capable of going okay, to so that's why I an 18 plus film. Yeah, I was 17. God, that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I was fit and healthy. In Australia, the original rating was R18+, plus, but it was then re-rated at MA15+. Plus. Okay. Because it wouldn't be... be able to come out in cinemas if it was R. Yeah. So then, that, anyway. Yeah. No. So that's... So yeah, That's I would. So I would have maybe seen little bits and pieces over the years on like a DVD, or if it was on TV or something. Mm. No, it would have been on TV. Mm. The internet, my, yeah. almost certainly the internet. It's yeah. it's memes. We we know it's memes. Yeah. This the, the I this feel is like I've seen some of it. It's very yeah. memetic. I feel like yeah, somebody mm. must have had it playing in the background somewhere I mean, in a house. You, you did date yeah. an amateur bodybuilder. I did date an amateur chance. bodybuilder. It is it a very good background. chance. Yeah, but that was like there was another film that we watched on this podcast. I wasn't on the episode. I just came along to watch it. Was it? What was it? Um, the the um, John Carter. Oh, John Carter. oh right, John I Carter of Mars. I saw that in cinemas, and I didn't remember that I'd seen it until <laughs> Stephen did it for the podcast, and I watched it again, and I was like, "This is very familiar." This, and then I went, "Holy fuck, I've seen this film!" And I just like completely put it in the back of my brain, and it's because I went with my shitty ex boyfriend, and, and hated great. the it's film. Not a very good because it's a crap film. So it's I just very. I don't know how they made that concept boring, but I they just, did. I, yeah. I think I just compartmentalized it, but I compl- and I hadn't, you know seen it in like 10 or 15 years or whatever it was and I watched it and I was like this is really this is gonna happen I was like oh my god I've actually seen this one I didn't think I'd seen this no I've just repressed it okay it didn't, cool. it didn't come up again with this where you're watching this where you just recognize certain the bits, chunks certain chunks yeah but like big sections of it like the sexy tent I don't remember like anything with like the yeah yeah there's yeah if you want to hear our review of John Carter, uh, you can go you back can to go our back, back catalogue and yeah. listen to it. Uh, and it was number, insert the number here. I think it was around 112 to 120. Well, this is 300, so you've got to scroll down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a few years back. Yeah. It was pre-pandemic. That's, that's how okay. I, that's how yeah. I was, It was in the before and, time. And yes. you know what? That was also on this TV. It was. Oh. Hey. Oh. Historic TV. It's all watching. connected. This was Michael Fassbender's first big-budget film, and he claimed that he was surprised at the extravagance. Fassbender told a story of how he was given an allowance to pay for an apartment during the shoot, but when he saw his trailer and how luxurious it was that was provided on set, he felt he could have just lived in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen those trailers? They're crazy. Not in great detail. They are disgustingly luxurious, some of the big ones. Mm -hmm. I've only ever seen them in Sydney, Mm. but it's like... Whoa, this is nicer than the where ones I've in America ever lived. are like worse. Yeah, oh, no, it's full on. Uh, it's episode 120. 120. There you go. There you go. Oh, mm. it's still, still firing. <laughs> still, still in there. It's nearly <laughs> half as many podcasts away. Yeah. yeah. Backwards, yeah. Oh, we've done, we've done so many of these. So Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. what was his first? Was he in Saving Private Ryan? I know everyone else was. It was either they were Orlando, in Saving Private Orlando Ryan. Orlando Bloom was in Black Hawk Down. No, I was going to say, it's of. Black Hawk Down. You're either in Black Hawk Down or, or Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know what Fassbender was in. It's like Vin Diesel and a whole bunch of others in Private Private Ryan, mm. Saving Private Ryan. And then Tom Brady and uh, Tom Walter. Brady, the American footballer? No, no, Tom Hardy. Oh, right. Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah. That that guy, that guy, and 
Um, Phil Dunphy from Modern Family, who was in Dawn of the Dead mm. as Zack Snyder. That's right. Um, Walter, I forget how you say his last name, from Game of Thrones. There's Played um, Walter Frey? <laughs> no. <laughs> or is this an the actor? Norwegian guy. Oh. I can't, this, this is how, this is, you, know, you said at the beginning of the podcast, how are you? My brain is just mush. Played Leanna's Headley's twin brother in Game of Thrones. Why can't I think of that name? Looks like 300. Oh, Nicola Costa. Walls. Walls. Yes. Waldo. Waldo. Yeah, yeah. him. Nicola Costa. He's Waldo. in Black Hawk Down. Oh, okay. Um, and. Looks like 300 was Fastbender's first big thing. Previously, he was in just like TV series, TV movies. Oh, okay. What was he in after? I've seen him in a bit part. Like, Literally ah! everything else he can um, remember in Fastbender. Yeah, 300's his first film credit. Inglorious Bastards is the next big one. Okay. He, he was in, for TV stuff, he was in Band of Brothers. That's where what's yeah, what I might be thinking. That of. was his. Jane Eyre. Okay. I've watched and that And then X Men First Class, A Dangerous Method. Yeah. Um, Prometheus. Yeah. In terms no, no, of, it, it was Band of yeah. Brothers that I watched. Twelve Years seen. a Slave. Yeah. In terms of TV stuff, pre six hundred. He has played Macbeth. He was also in um, <laughs> Holby City. Okay. Nope. That's uh, an English. Yeah, yeah, no, thing. it is. Yeah. Um, Gunpowder Treason and Plot as Guy Fawkes, a TV movie. Oh. Uh, he was in Sherlock Holmes and the Case of the Silk Stocking, a television film. Not the Benedict Cumberbatch one? Uh, no. no. No, this is from 2004. Oh, okay. And he was also in Murphy's Law and Agatha Christie's Poirot. So oh, okay. he, he did the so TV he's a bit, he's a bit player in a lot of that mm. BBC TV stuff. Yeah. And then he was in 300 and off he went. And yes, yeah. he has played Macbeth. There was a film version of Macbeth in 2015. And yes. That um, had Helen Mirren in it, didn't it? Uh, I'm trying to think of the Are name of the lady. Are we on Fastbender or Bob? Marian, no, no. Mar- Marian Cotillard. Right. So this is Gerard Butler. As, yeah, Gerard Butler yeah. as Macbeth. Yeah. We've moved on from okay, good. Mr. F. Mr. F. Mr. Yes. Yeah. The final bit of trivia. Uh, some of the weapons used in this film were actually weapons from previous war epics like 2004's Alexander hmm. and 2004's Troy. Troy, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. They were recycled to cut costs. Makes sense because I mean, they probably had a whole bunch of stuff sitting around. Yeah. Troy's a very pretty movie. Yeah. And not just because Orlando Bloom is in it and he's beautiful. And Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brad Pitt doesn't do as much for me. Fair enough. But also, he's just that little bit older again. Yeah. Orlando Bloom is closer in age, so. Mm. <laughs> well, he's married to Katy Perry now, isn't he? Yeah, he seems to have a type. Mm. Really does, because his first wife was bloody Miranda Kerr, the model. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Miranda Hart for a second. That was no, be no, no, Miranda, no, no, Miranda Kerr. So, like, dark hair, blue eyes, mm. pale skin... I think he's got a type. Well, you Good know, when him. you're Orlando Bloom, you can have a type, I guess. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Mm. Pretty much. Well, I feel as though, as we're discussing Orlando Bloom's love life, we've maybe hit the end of the topic. <laughs> Quite possibly. I mean, yeah, good film, but there's only so much you can really say about it beyond like good fight scenes, some problematic stuff. The CG blood is a choice mm. and then it's over. Yeah. Uh, so it's time for us to score the film. Yeah, uh, Ellen, you get to go first because it was your first time watching Three Hundred in its entirety. Yeah, what score would you give it out of ten? I'm going to give it five blood splatters out of ten. I don't feel like it's like an incredible film. I don't feel like it's a bad film. I feel like it's just plumb in the middle. I won't be chasing back to watch it again in a rush. <laughs> but like, 
It was fine. Yeah, I was going to ask you to give scores out of 300, but then I realised you'd have to... Do the math. Yeah, it's 150, by the way. Uh, okay. but, um... <laughs> <laughs> do the math. Divide by two. Yeah, just going just gonna to do a little math flex right there. Um, you are my maths man. Yes. Uh, Brett, what about you? What would you give this film out of 300 um... or 10? <laughs> I think I enjoyed it less this time than I have in the past. Mm. So I think moving forward, I will enjoy it. I probably won't watch it again. Yeah. You know, ever. Probably not. No. Okay. Um, I'd say maybe 6.5 standing too close to the kicking pits out of 10. <laughs> mm. I wish it was actually called the kicking pits. Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, why? There's no rail. There's like, no, nope, it's, it's very unsafe. But yeah. I mean, that's the Spartan way, right? Yeah. If you true. fall in, it's kind of on you. Yeah. Yeah. Survival yeah. of the fittest. Yeah. So yeah, I think, it's fine. It's very much a product of the mid two thousands. Oh yeah, mm. blockbustery kind of stuff. You know where Sword and Jared Butler really hit his stride. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of did actually. Yeah. Well, they even put him in rom coms with American accent and stuff. And mm. but yeah, I think it's a film that's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Mm. It does feel as though like, hopefully, many years in the future when Gerard Butler passes away. Mm. This is the film that we'll see the most sort of footage from in terms of like his so, career. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got very good shouty acting. Yeah, like his his teeth are great for framing a shouting mouth. Oh yeah, you know they really are. Yeah, um, yeah, big chiseled teeth. Yes, mm. yeah. I was about to say, can you chisel teeth? I guess that oh, rock. Yeah. They you, actually you, you well, they talked mm. about that in this. They said, you know, oh, you know, the bad guys. They you know file, file their, their teeth, teeth no, to points right. yeah. like yeah. that guy on Vine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For me, I think this is about as m- sort of middle of the road, mm. not necessarily in a bad way as a film can be. It's got it's got a very clear stylistic idea, and I think if you're really into that, you're going to absolutely love it. But if it annoys you, you're not going to like it. it. It's it's not quite a marmite film. I don't think there's people there <laughs> going 300's great or it's terrible. It, it it does feel a bit middle of the the road nowadays. Yeah. Um. It certainly does feel as though the further in time we go, mm. the more it will feel of its time. Mm. Yeah. It's not going to get better with age. I'm going to give it um, five elephants off a cliff out of ten. Because um, <laughs> that was that that was just a little upsetting one because it's even though they're fake elephants it's always upsetting to see an elephant get hurt yeah uh but two um it was a little bit upsetting because i don't know that an elephant works on a narrow passageway mm. um like that's not the place for them i would say uh and also as uh dr ellen says our elephant mm-hmm. expert pointed out mm-hmm. um what was wrong with the elephants so they were the sort of size that you would associate with an african elephant which a is wrong because they didn't have anybody from the african subcontinent like mm. in that in that army so that's wrong the, the size is wrong. But also the ears are Asian elephant size. So the main difference between African elephants and Asian elephants is African elephants are bigger and mm. their ears are bigger. They kind of stick up and out away from them a lot more because they're a substantially bigger animal. Asian elephants have got little ears. They sort of start at the head and then go out from there. So these mm. were Asian elephant shaped in terms of the ears were Asian elephant. Like the elephant itself was Asian mm. elephant shaped. But they had an African elephant size. And I was like, um... No, that's just an Asian elephant that you've made look gigantic mm. for aesthetic purposes. I mean, it did take me right out of the film. Yeah, it I took me. It, it you took know me what? right I, because yeah. I was sitting there. Going, I need to ah. revise my score. Yeah, it's a zero now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you know the 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 goat headed guy playing musical instruments. I was fine oh, with. Fine. 
But as soon as there's an elephant that's incorrectly wrong proportioned... Wrong ears, wrong scale. Oh. Zack Snyder, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. At least it was an Asian elephant in terms of the ears. If it had been an African elephant ears, I would have been even you more stormed mad. stormed out? I would have been more mad, yeah. Flip the table, storm out. This is disgusting. Okay, look, I still I still complain about the um, foley in Hail Caesar. <laughs> this is, we're not even on elephants now. Let's, let's, we're, so, you know, I'm petty about in, very specific things. You need to and spin things off a that podcast I'm interested in. Yeah. that is just non sequiturs. <laughs> You know, just Ellen's non sequiturs. Funnily enough, Brett Cullen, we do have a bit of a non sequitur podcast. Well, then that's my entire oeuvre. Well, if you'd like to access it, um, you can find it over on our Patreon. Oh, it's a right. Patreon exclusive. Patreon you get exclusive. to listen to all the bonus extra shit from behind the scenes. Yes. Like uh, random stories from me. Yeah. <laughs> that I, don't actually uh, have anything to do with the film. Yes, because <laughs> we have fantastic people with a variety of uh, experiences and worldviews that come on here and talk. Occasionally, we go a little bit off track. And That's a very kind way of saying that Ellen yeah. talks shit a lot on but, this program. <laughs> but I, I don't want to waste stuff needlessly. Waste not, want not. So I just trim off those bits. It's, it's like topiary. I just mm. trim off a little bit and then I keep the cuttings and they blossom into their own separate podcast. The Cutting Room Floor uh, podcast, which is uh, released exclusively on our Patreon. So go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can get access to those episodes and other bonus features and goodies you can listen to me and patrick talk about fish dicks yes you could go back and do the uh, cabin in the woods episode which i think is about four hours long yeah there's there is a lot of cabin in the woods in one of those episodes <laughs> not gonna lie not gonna lie you feature Including heavily. The happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> yes you feature I, heavily i blame degrassa for that oh yeah no degrassa uh much missed in this parish uh mm. if he ever wants to come back oh, please do He's too busy. He is. Career man. I know. With in his the band. VHS pirates. Yeah, with his successful band. Successful life and band. Yeah. But uh, if you ever, you know, if it ever goes downhill, Mike, come back. Uh, come back and do a podcast. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, all those bonus features and goodies available on our Patreon. We also have a Facebook. You can find the Cinema Catch Up there by searching for us in the Facebook search bar. Give us a follow, give us a like, and you'll get news and updates. And finally, uh, We've done 300 of these episodes now, uh, technically slightly more because there's the odd bonus episode here mm. and there. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to our reviews of films such as John Carter, episode 120, uh, you can find all that on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, almost six years worth of episodes mm. available to go back and listen to. You can hear what we thought of certain films. Uh, you know, other David Wenham films. Other David Wenham films. The Lord of the Lord Rings of the trilogy Rings. Is, is all there. So, um, Is that one we did with him? There's at least another one. Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that shit. <laughs> Have you done Getting Square with him? We haven't done Getting I Square. I want to do Stiff and The Brush Off because yeah. I love those films. They're do so David, dumb. Do For episode 400, do a David Wenoff. A David Wenoff. Do yeah. a David Wenoff. Okay. Yeah, we'll do a double David, feature David of Stiff. David Wenham it up. We'll, we'll do okay. a double feature of Stiff and The Brush Off because... And, really and getting square, he's amazing in that. He's Sorry, you were doing an outro. I was, uh, <laughs> but I'm just writing down David when a month yeah. in a couple yeah. of years' time. Yes. All right, yes, yeah. good, good, good. Um, but yes, that is all for this week. Uh, Brett and Ellen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch Up Club. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. And C- congrats on 300. Oh, thank you. No, I'm talking much. to Zack Snyder about oh, the movie. Boo. Yep. <laughs> that is all for this week. So until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.